Hey, Grace Point, good to see you. Kind of caught me off guard there. Uh, welcome to Thursday night, uh, running through Matthew. Anybody that's not from Grace Point, we're welcome to have you too. I'm teaching through Matthew, I'm hoping to break it down, hope you can learn, hoping to give some revelation knowledge and some understanding. Uh, one of the things I want to point out as we're going through this gospel, and I touched on it last week, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's never changed. Jesus was a healer in the Old Testament, God was, and he's a healer in the New Testament. God was good in the Old Testament, he's good in the New Testament. And I just want to drive that home. Our faith is in the gospel, and the gospel is all about Jesus. i got so much to say about that. But I don't want to get off topic. So, Father, I ask you to bless us tonight. Let us see your fullness in the face of Jesus. Lord, you revealed yourself to us through Jesus. Father, the Old Testament is the word of God, but Jesus is the, is, is the revelation of the Father. It's the true expression of you, Lord. You spoke through the prophets in former times and, and to the fathers, but now you've spoken to us through Jesus. Open our eyes to see that. Open our hearts to see it to see who Jesus really is. Not just out there, Lord, but Christ in us, because he's the hope of our glory, Lord. He's the riches of the glory of the Father. We want to know him. We want to walk in him. Help us to do that. We want to be doers of the word in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so let's pick up. Jesus is just, he just keeps being Jesus. He's moving on in his mission. We're going to Move on, I think it's verse 32, Matthew chapter 9, verse 32. And as they went out, behold, they brought to him a man, mute and demon-possessed. And it's interesting. I read common commentaries, and I read, I got a commentary right now I'm reading. I got one on Hosea. You, you know, I respect theologians. I respect people's study. They can give you a lot of information, a lot of cool stuff. But if we want revelation, knowledge, and deep insight, we truly need to have the Holy Spirit unveil the Scriptures to us. I believe in study. It's good. But it, even more, I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit to open up the Scriptures. And I say that because some people act like that there's no more demons around. And they even say that in those days that they would attribute uh, different sicknesses to demons like blindness or deafness. As if today, those demons still don't make people blind or make people deaf. That, uh, that was just like a, an ancient uh, myth or an ancient, what's the word for that? Superstition, that it was demons. No, if Jesus said there were demons in there, there were literal demons. We don't wrestle flesh and blood. A lot of sickness out there, a lot of it is caused by demons. Uh, all of it is caused by the fall. Uh, don't believe there was any human sickness that we know anything about until sin came in the world. Sin did bring sickness. And sin does bring sickness today. You can sin and op open up your body to sickness. It doesn't mean every sickness is caused by a particular sin, but sickness in general is caused by sin in general <clears throat> because Adam fell and he brought this curse onto the earth, okay? And with it, demons... Uh, can come in and they find a right away and they get in and they latch themselves to people's body. Of course, Jesus knew this and this guy had a demon. So 
If there is ever a demon causing your sickness, you have authority over that demon. The Bible says you do. You know, you just need to get it ejected. And if you get the demon ejected, you'll get healed. Someone say amen. No, not everybody believes that, but this is the word of God. Okay, they brought him this mute guy. He was demon-possessed. And when the demon was cast out, if it wasn't demons, there wouldn't be any demon to cast out. Someone say amen. As the demon was cast out, boom, God got healed. The mute spoke. And the multitudes marveled. <laughs> it was never seen like this in Israel. Isn't that beautiful? But the religious said, he cast out demons by the ruler of demons, the Pharisees. And as I stated, Jesus is ultimately going to bring judgment on the Pharisees and on the religious system. As we march through, there is an increasing conflict with Jesus and the religious order of his day. You're going to see it as we're marching on. <clears throat> the people <clears throat> that were opposing Jesus mostly wasn't the Romans, wasn't the common man, wasn't the drug dealers and the prostitutes and all these people. It was the religious system. They were very jealous of Jesus because they did not have the power of God. Don't have time to get into the teaching, but there were two trees in the garden. There's the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And these cats were eating from the tree of the knowledge and good and evil. And that tree can only bring death. That tree can only bring condemnation. That tree cannot bring life. They were not living in life. Jesus said they were uh, filled with dead men's bones. And like I said, we'll teach on that more. So you're going to see these religious teachers religious leaders come in conflict with Jesus. And if you're a Christian and you're walking in the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the number one spirit out there that will oppose you are religious people and religious spirits, churches, church people. It's not saying all church people are bad. I'm not nothing. They're my guys. Church people are my brothers and sisters, but I'm just saying that religious spirit will oppose you because they oppose Jesus and they'll oppose you more than any other um, because a lot of times we as Christians can, if we don't watch out, or as pre-Christians, people that maybe don't even really know the Lord, all they have is religion, is they're living, they're eating off of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and when someone comes and they have life and they have Jesus, it is a threat to them. It really exposes them. Folks, we can't live in the power and in the anointing of God on our own steam. We're not self-righteous. Like people say, well, who do you think you are? Well, I don't think I'm anybody. <laughs> I think Jesus is amazing. And if I can get Jesus in my jersey, if, I can, if the Lord will work through me, we can do amazing things together. But it's always because Jesus is working you know, through us. It's never self-righteousness. <clears throat> but when you have the real deal, it'll, it'll threaten religious people. And they were threatened, and they said that Jesus had demons. And they were, in, they were in danger of blaspheming the Holy Spirit because Jesus was operating through the power of the Holy Spirit. And the carnal Christians or carnal people will not understand it. To the natural man, the things of the Spirit of God are foolishness, and he cannot understand them. They're just foolish. Doesn't get it. 
whether you're a Christian living in your natural head, feasting from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, or you're uh, a non-Christian living off of philosophy and the philosophies of this world, the things of the spirit of foolishness. You can't see them because they're spiritually discerned. But to a spiritual person, Christ is the wisdom of God, and he's also the power of God. So we need to be eating from the tree of life. We need to be following Jesus. We need to be feasting at the table of Jesus. We need to be eating the bread of life for the power of God to work through us to dispel darkness and forgive those people that wrongfully accuse us. We need to forgive them like Jesus did on the tree. We don't need to stand in judgment of them. They don't know what they're doing. They're darkened. They're, they're blinded by religious spirits. They're eating from the wrong tree. So Jesus, this guy comes to him just like the rest. Uh, Jesus heals him. He casts out the devil. And people say, we've never seen it like this in Israel. You know, when the Lord lives in our life, whether we're doing miracles, I know not everybody's really called uh, to walk in the same level of miracles. They're really not. They're, they're, if you're called to miracles, a lot of times you'll, you'll definitely be doing more praying. You'll be doing more fasting. God will take you through. But we're all called to be amazing in whatever gifting and calling that are in our life. Now, don't get me wrong. Anybody can pray and get a miracle. Anybody can lay hands on the sick. Believers will lay hands on the sick. I'm not saying that. Anybody can operate in the gifts of the Spirit. But there are some people that are more gifted because... Uh, Paul says not everybody does miracles, not everybody does this, at least not all the time, right? Some people are more gifted. But whatever you are called to do, if the Spirit of God is in you, people will marvel and say, wow, that guy's really, man, he's really good at that. There's something different about him. The way that you do things will be different. The way that you operate will be different. The way that we live. Anybody could look at your life if you're operating through the Spirit of God, and they could marvel saying, wow, that guy's different. Like they just, the fragrance of the Spirit should be in all of our lives. We should all be operating in the supernatural, you know, whether we're a business person, whether we're a a, a, a homemaker, whether we're a teacher, no matter what we're doing, we should all, because the Spirit of Christ is in every believer. And, um, and you know, and I, I guess every, all of us, if we do, we'll all have some type of opposition. So I want to encourage you, press into your calling, press into your giftings, expect God to do marvelous things in you, expect God to bless you, expect God to interact in your life because Christ lives in you and you're different. You're a child of God. I'm going to end right there for tonight. don't want to go on to the next text. Uh, we're going to wrap up chapter 9 next week. Thank you.